Welcome to Speaking of Partnership, the show that brings you the personal partnership stories of experts from all walks of life so you can turn their stumbling blocks into stepping stones to healthy, long-lasting partnerships. I'm your host, Ken Bechtel. You know that the partnership game is not easy, but it is beautiful. If you find you're struggling with attracting or maintaining partnerships, go to speakingofpartnership.com right now, click on the big red Tell Me More button, and start creating your ideal partnership today. Now, let me introduce you to today's guest. I am super excited about today's show as every one of our guests from this week has provided us with bonus material. This is what we call Follow Your Yes Friday. In the 20 years that I've been doing research and working with partners and, and, and relationships and men and women, one of the things that I've found missing in many partnerships is, well, we tend to forget or maybe we just neglect to follow our intuition or what I call our yes, that gut feeling that tells us, here's what your next step is. Instead, what happens is we we tend to be in our partnerships and we're operating solely from our head. We're analyzing everything. We're disregarding just what our gut's telling. Sometimes we do pay attention. We we recognize that yes, that, that instinct, and we start to follow it. But here's the trick. We tend to not really own it. We don't defend it. We don't we don't set our boundaries with conviction. And this results in us abandoning our yes. We ultimately end up proceeding in our partnerships based on somebody else's yes. They put theirs on the table and we just go, oh yeah, that's good. And we go with theirs. What we're going to look at today, I've asked every one of our guests about their yes. Not just when they followed their yes, but also when they haven't. What happened when they didn't follow their yes? They didn't follow that gut feeling that said, oh, this is what you need to do next, and instead went strictly off their intellect and their analyzer and said, nope, nope, that doesn't pencil. I'm going to keep on this path. We've got information from every single guest that you heard this week that's going to help you understand the power of following your yes. Now, here we go. Molly Apple and Joe Dunn joined us on the show last week and reminded us that Even after practicing following your intuition for 40 years, you can still miss your yes every once in a while. Molly and Joe, I would, I got to ask you a favor. I'm going to ask you to help us illustrate the importance of paying attention to our yes, our internal guidance in our partnerships. And where I'd love to start is if you would start with a story of a time, well, you you didn't follow your yes. and, And maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had one. But now you look back and it's really clear that, you know, your gut was telling you exactly what to do and you still didn't do it. Tell us about that time and how did that play out? This is actually a a really interesting story and this was recent. Now, I've been playing with and practicing following my intuition for probably 40 years. So I'm really, really good at following it. She's amazing Uh, at it. (laughs) However, a few months ago, I got a pretty intense gut feeling about something that was going on in Joe's business. And I didn't really feel like, oh, I should just go tell him he needs to do this because I'm feeling really strong. So I just a little bit kind of said, you know, do you think this might be a problem? And he basically said, no, I don't think so. And I let it drop. Yeah, I just kind of sloughed it off. And Mm -hmm. well, 
it turns out that Molly was right, and I had a little crisis sort of unfold in my business. And I, as I traced it back, you know, it was easy to see that Molly had seen this coming. She had, you know, waved a flag, and I had just sort of ignored it. And I was so struck by this experience that I, I invited her to, you know, not only wave the flag, but hit me over the head with it <laughs> necessary for me to make a change. And, uh, and I think she will, because, you know, I, th- I, I understand her being a little bit tentative and, you know, in not wanting to, to maybe, uh, push myself you know, yeah, on you, push your ideas on me. And yet I've seen her be so right with her intuition in this past 13 and a half years that I really want her to, 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 make sure that I get it next time. And I think that goes both ways, you know, to, to for us to have an open door saying, if you have a feeling about something that has to do with me, I totally want to hear it. Even if I feel, even if I'm pushed back a little bit and I'm not listening, I want to hear it. Yeah, it could have been very, very useful for me <laughs> uh, recently. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a great example. And I, I think you you really gave us a good framing for that, Molly, because you know, if we have that agreement ahead of time that, yeah, I want to hear it from you. And maybe the other half of the agreement is that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to act on it, but I want to hear it. Yes. So that I may not even like to hear it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. right. Which is part of the resistance of telling you, right? Because it's not a great thing. You don't want to yeah. hear that this terrible thing yes. might happen to you and you should uh, <laughs> take action. Yeah. Take action now. <laughs> but I love I love us having this now, this open door saying exactly if and, and I think we're we believe that anyway, that you don't have to follow your partner's advice, but we want to hear it. So this is a very similar thing. If you have an intuitive thing that involves me, please tell me. <laughs> yeah. I'm way behind Molly in the in- intuition department, but I'm, I'm trying to catch up. <laughs> you know, I appreciate you saying that, Joe. And at the same time, my experience, because I've worked with, with people with intuition and, and been teaching it for about 20 years now of how to follow this. And, and because it's purely energy, there, there is no behind because there's not a scale. You're not on a map. It's just, this came to me right now. That's as valid as something from somebody who's been doing it for 20 years. And when we can just go, okay, maybe I don't have as much experience, that doesn't necessarily mean I'm behind. I totally agree with you. And when he said that, I looked at him because <laughs> seeing his intuition be so clear so often and I think it's just you don't give yourself credit for that, and that's fine. But your intuition is right on all the time. <laughs> well, you've got to you've got to actually recognize it and act on it for be for it to be of much value, right? <laughs> but you do a lot more now than you. We, we've yeah. had this conversation since we've met about how to increase our intuition and and working with each other on that. So I've seen a ton of. Uh, progress is the wrong word, but I'm still in the shadow of a master. Over oh, here. <laughs> Well, I'll let you two sort that out. Uh, well, let me ask you something, though. I, I would love it if you would share with our listeners a story of a time when that you did follow you. Yes, you got it. You you recognized it and you said, I'm acting on this. What happened when you did that? 
This is a great win. <laughs> this is this is recent. Um, uh, our daughter, who's 18 and going up to college, she spent the last four years researching colleges. She was wow. intense about this. Uh, we went on many trips around the country to visit colleges, and she hand-selected her 12 colleges, and she did all her essays and all her applications um, the end of last year and put in the last one, and she's sitting Finished on, early. Finished early. <laughs> sitting on the couch going, wow, that whole thing, it's all over. I'm done. I, I applied to them all. And it was at that moment that mom said, <laughs> me, would you apply to one more for me? I know you don't think you have a chance, but I really want you to apply to Yale. I just had this feeling about it. I didn't know why. I didn't know a lot about the school, but I just had this feeling. And she says, okay, mom, I'll do that for you. And our daughter's going to Yale. (laughs) (laughs) And it is just so exciting. And she will forever, you know, um, connect it with me because it came out of nowhere, the suggestion that she apply. Yeah. So I'm curious, do you recall, Molly, in that situation, like what made you bring that up? Was there something like you're just like, I just feel it in my bones. There's like, I, I don't know why, but why not? I mean, what what drove you to actually bring it up when she'd already uh-huh. gone through this giant drama of doing 12 essays and all this kind of stuff? A couple of things. One, she and I are totally in love with the show The Gilmore Girls, which is about a mother and daughter mm-hmm. who are so connected. Yeah, great and show. She, yeah, and she, we started watching that when she was 10, and she just always imagines that we are them and that we're that connected. And the young lady in that uh, show went to Yale, and so I think that was my only – that was my only knowledge of the program. It seems silly. It's from a TV show, and yet that's my knowledge. So I am holding on to this as sort of an iconic representation of our relationship as this school. But in that moment when she said, I'm all done, I've applied to all the colleges, there was kind of this letdown feeling. I just thought of this, this show and these two people, the mother, daughter, and that school. And in the moment that I thought of it, it was just like, wow, I could so see this felt like she could totally go there and we could still be this mother and daughter <laughs> continuing on. <laughs> that's really that's really the connection, but it was very strong, the feeling. And all along after she applied, I, I just felt really strongly she was going to get in. And she saved her acceptance, um, the, the email that came, she saved it to open when we were together and she clicked on that. And a video popped up with music, and I just knew. You don't have to see the video to know. They're not going to play a video with music if they're saying sorry. Yeah. (laughs) And it was such a moment, a mother-daughter moment, to watch that video together. That is so cool. And I I love that it came from a TV show because (laughs) there is no spot it's supposed to come from. That's a good point. Right? Right? And we dismiss some of those things, and it's like, Why? If I've got that, you know, in my bones kind of feeling, right. why not there? That's a really good point is not to dismiss it because it seems silly. Yeah. So you're always teaching me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I, I always think to myself, you know, oftentimes the sillier thing is the accurate thing. It sounds silly until it happens. <laughs> and then we're <laughs> like, oh, of course, that makes total sense. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for those stories. Those are fantastic. Richard and Namaste Moore joined me on the show this week, and i got to be honest, I had no idea what I was getting into since I had never met them before, but they brought some truth bombs about both following and not following your yes. 
Give it a listen. Richard, namaste. Thank you for everything you shared with the interview earlier this week. And, and I'd love it if you would give us just a little bit more and, and actually help us to illustrate the importance of following your yes. And I'm actually going to start on the other side of the, the table, if you will. And I want you to share a quick story with us of a time you did not follow your yes. Maybe at the time you didn't even realize you had one. But looking back, you're like, geez, that was ridiculously clear. How did I miss that? And <laughs> tell us what happened. And, you know, how did this play out for you? Well, for me, uh, when I did not follow my yes, <clears throat> I had had an idea, and, you know, and we are law of attraction practitioners, and we always say, the universe always says yes to whatever it is that you, you, you want to do, and I said to Namaste, you know, I really want to leave corporate, and I want to start our own business, and she said, all right, awesome, and almost immediately, what had happened at my place of employment was that they had this buyout thing where they would actually pay you to leave work and go and start your own thing, give you money, like, you know, your salary. And I said, no, I got fearful, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, no, I need to stay for a little while longer. And I had a whole lot of reasons why um, that don't, I can't really think of right now. But I had convinced myself that this was the best course of action, even though in my gut I knew that, you know, I should have just said, Yes, you know, and been at the front of the line to leave and to go and, and to go and do what we had talked about. Well, what happened as a result of staying around a lot longer than I should was that um, eventually, you know, it got to the point where they were like, you know what, you really need to go and pursue your dream. <laughs> you know, because. Not that nicely. <laughs> <laughs> You need to be on your way, buddy, um, because you had, you know, what I, in that situation, what I had done was because I was constantly pushing for the organization to change, um, eventually, you know, the organization pushed back mm -hmm. and they were like, you know, no, we really had different ideas of what change meant. And you're being a change agent, you know, is now attracting the attention of a lot of folks and so you are a little bit too much of a change agent and so mm -hmm. you need to you know find someplace else to change so um so yeah i had heard the yes i had got it in my gut and then i stayed anyway and i said you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna stick it out and i would my advice to be is when you feel that internal green light you know go in that direction don't stay longer than you should right you know it's like you get that for a reason and i, I definitely learned that lesson mm. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny, that, right? Because I'm sure all that wasn't as as obvious in in the moment. But you're sitting there going, "Okay, so I said I wanted to do this, and they actually were going to pay me to do it, and I still didn't do it. Why?" And like you said, the funny part is, you know, looking back, you can't even remember what was going through your head saying "stay." Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, really? Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Richard. Namaste. Do you have something you want to share? Um, well, I, I actually did the same thing. It was in a relationship. Um, I, um, when I was with in my ex-marriage, my ex-husband and I separated after we had been together for about two years. And I felt at that point that I should have just said yes to the let's not be together anymore. But I was so focused on save this at all costs. I couldn't even think of there being another 
option. Mm -hmm. And so we stayed together for another, you know, we reconciled and stayed together for another eight years of arguing and not getting along. And the next time it came up, I said yes. <laughs> yeah, when it finally got to that, I said yes. But, you know, I looked back on it and I was like, I should have just said yes the first time. You know, I should have, because we ended up, what ended up happening was instead of it just being a, okay, you know what, this just isn't, it's early yet. So we could just pardon, it would have been very clean and easy. Instead, we had so many ties that it took a long time to unravel. And I think that it took longer for us to get to a point of um, civility and just even being like friends, you mm -hmm. know, it took longer for that. Where if we had left it and said, if I had said yes the first time, we probably would have got there a lot quicker. Right. So, yeah. you know, sometimes it's it's worth it to to recognize when it's when it's really not working, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, definitely. And, and those are two really powerful examples of of what happens when you don't follow your yes. So let's flip this around. And take us to a moment in time when you had a clear yes, and not only did you recognize it, but you did follow it. What happened then? Well, we lived happily ever after. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, my, my clear yes was, was Richard. You know, I, when we met, I, uh, we had so much in common. We had so many things that we would talk about. I mean, just esoteric, little known things that I always was like, I'm so strange. I'm the only person who cares about this. <laughs> all about it. You know, I could, I could tell him about a story of a book that was like nobody knew about it. And he would say, oh, that's on my bookshelf. It's by so-and-so, you know, yeah, that yeah, kind that of, book. I love that book. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. And and when I, you know, I'm a very spiritual person. We're both very spiritual people. And so when I when I went to spirit and I was meditating, I was like, you know, what's who's this man? You know, what's happening here? And it was and I felt this internal yes, you know, you guys are supposed to be together. And I also felt a little gun shy. I was a little kind of like, oh my goodness, I don't know, I don't know. But when I felt that yes, I decided, heck, you know what? I, I can't say no to this. I don't want to say no to this, you know, and, and, and I did it with all of me. I didn't, I made a commitment that, you know, even though I was divorced, if I was going to be in a relationship, I was going to bring all of me to it. I wasn't going to try to hold back, mm -hmm. you know, it was going to be a full hearted yes. And, and yeah, we lived happily ever after. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Richard, did you want to add anything? Yeah. Um, you already heard my story that's similar to that in terms of you know dismantling the shrine and mm -hmm. wanting to go ahead and get married. But I think within the relationship, one of the things that I noticed and that I said yes to and continue to say yes to, and a lot of folks, a lot of men particularly struggle with this, is the need for touch. One of the things that people say about Namaste and I is that we're always touching. Mm -hmm. It's like we're always holding hands. We're always sitting, you know, shoulder to shoulder. If we're close by, our legs are touching, our arms are touching. Or we have some sort of physical touch. Mm -hmm. And I know that for a lot of men, the only touch that they receive on a day-to-day -day basis, and that may be iffy, is a handshake. Mm -hmm. It's like we are touch starved, mm -hmm. but for some reason we've convinced ourselves that we don't need that. Mm -hmm. You know, touch is for women and children. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. No, no, you need that. And there's so much healing in that. Right. And so I don't feel like that there's, okay, that's enough touching. Right. You know, I feel like, you know, more is better. So and it doesn't always have to be sexual, mm -hmm. just the human contact just mm -hmm. holding hands just being it makes you feel makes me feel like you know 
I'm safe in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it's like, yes, you know intellectually that you're loved. Touch goes down to the the, the belly Mm -hmm. where you feel that you're loved. Yes. And I think that that is something that has, you know, literally changed my life is to recognize the need for that and say yes to it. Yes. And so, yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would say. <laughs> no, I, I love it. And and it's it's interesting because touch is definitely my primary love language. And, oh, awesome. you know, it's it's one of those things where like I can just it's so funny. I was at a barbecue this weekend and. There were some people I hadn't met, you know, and it's like that weird, do I shake their hand? Do I give them a hug? What do I do here? And every time that I ever, you know, like kind of do the half, I think I'm supposed to shake hands because I have never met this person and they offer a hug. I'm always like, what was I doing? (laughs) Why was I cutting that off? It's not that I'm averse to hugging. I love doing that. So I'm like, why was I actually not doing what is my truth? Right. Because yeah. somebody might think it's weird. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like my brothers still think it's weird that I hug them. They just stand there with their arms at the side like, okay, we got to put up with Ken coming home and hugging us. And it's like, hey, whatever, dude, you're 50 years old. You, I think it's okay. There's there's nothing weird going on here. But that is that is a very real thing for, for men specifically. Um, and, and Namaste, I love what you said about, you know, these things showing up about like, oh, those things would be too weird. I can't talk about this book or that belief or what I do here. But that's how you find that person. Right. Right. Because they are like, oh, yeah, either I'm interested in it and I I'm, I'm want to explore that. And you have that information or that's fascinating. Anyhow, I'm already into it. Right. But no one's ever going to know that if you keep hiding it. Exactly. And then we hear those things, right, where people go, well, I just want someone who can love me for who I am. But if you never show who you are, that's going to be really hard. Right. And then we wonder why it happens. It's like you got to put something out there, you know. And like I said earlier, right, partnership is not easy. So part of that not easy is there are things you're going to do that need to be uncomfortable to actually be in partnership. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that big B word, vulnerability. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's risky, but you do need to do it in order to get, you know, when you put the risk out there, then the people who do that get the reward. Right. If you don't risk it, no reward No reward for you. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you. These, these have been fantastic. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories of the benefits of following their yes. And for you listening, I invite you to take what you just heard about the importance of following your yes and apply it to what you heard this week on the show. Chances are there was something that clicked for you when you were listening to our interviews this week. What I invite you to do is to implement it. It doesn't matter if it's changing a behavior or a belief you've been operating from. Maybe it's looking into one of the resources or books that our guests recommended. Whatever your yes was from the material you heard from our guests this week, take it and act on it. And if you missed any of the interviews this week, simply go to speakingofpartnership.com and enter the guest's name in the search bar. It'll take you directly to the recording of their interview. You can view their show notes and find all the links to the resources they mentioned. Follow Your Yes Friday is all about you taking the next two days and applying something that you learned on the show this week. Follow up on something that caught your attention, where you thought, man, this is good. This This could really make a difference in my life. Whatever that yes was, 
This is your compass telling you this is your best path. So follow it. From all of us here at Speaking of Partnership, we invite you to take your yes and take action on it today. Peace. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Partnership. Head over to speakingofpartnership.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. I release a brand new episode every Monday through Friday, so make sure you don't miss a single show. Go to your favorite podcast directory, search for Speaking of Partnership, and click subscribe. Like what you hear? Leave us a rating and review on Stitcher and iTunes. The greatest compliment you can give the show is to refer us to someone else, either in person or on the web. Have a great day, and remember, even when you stumble, you're still moving forward. Peace.